welcome back to the facts of family accountability compassion and truth safe space i'm millie and i'm natasha all right y'all today we have one sponsor and we are back with shauna from norwex and you've heard her story she's a norwex consultant she does this in her spare time she is a wife a mommy of three she is a certified athletic trainer and she's also an associate faculty in sports medicine at a local college as i always say she's awesome she's one of my favorite people in the whole wide world and so with norwex she found it when she was starting her family and they were looking for non-toxic chemical-free products for their home, their skincare, and personal care products. Norwex has been dedicated to a cleaner, safer, better product that is safe for both your kiddos and the pets. So that's pretty important. We were just talking about pets and the holidays or dinners, I should say. So moving along, one of their signature products is the microfiber cloth. And this was created in Norway in 1996. It physically removes up to 99% of bacteria from a surface. And all you have to do is put a little bit of water on the surface and wipe it down. So these cloths are made of antimicrobial agents and they're chemical free. They have colloidal silver in there and that's what makes it clean and essentially take away all of the bacteria from your surfaces. Norwex also gives back to the community. They've donated to over 300 causes in the community and there's no subscription required, no commitment. You can just go to Shauna's page and shop there and get what you need. And then if you like the products, you can always ask Shauna a little bit more about them. She has a personal website at shaunablanky.norwex.biz. This will be in our show notes. And you can always find her on Instagram at clean green Shauna B. So you got to try the products, remember? I did. I was just going to say, yeah, we went on a cruise and I had the products. So I was like, a little late to the scene on some of the things because the kids like ran in and started touching things <laughs> obviously but I went into the bathroom and I cleared up the bathroom we had like a veranda on the cruise so I cleaned the candles and all of that on there and then we used this table all the time like for snacks and things so I would clean that a little bit it was awesome it was great and it fits in my diaper bag that's good. I'm, yeah, because I know a lot, I'm a clean freak and I, I like a lot of those. What are those wipes called? Yeah. But I think if it's reusable, and I, I love microfiber cloths, period. So the, these yeah. I can imagine have like a good quality. So that's cool. Yeah, really good. Do we have any news this week? Okay, I have not really been following the news because, well, we hosted. Thanksgiving and we're recording right after I've been busy with that but I do have like a quick story to share which I thought was super interesting it's not like a news story but I've shared before that I have family and family friends in Israel and so my family was invited to a wedding my parents were going to go and they had to cancel their trip or we divert their trip so they had their wedding like at 1230 in the morning, our time, and whoever wanted to zoomed in. So my parents zoomed in and it was just interesting to see because so they were escorted to the hoopah, which is where you get married under in the Jewish religion. So 
him and the people that he serves with, they were all in uniform and they had their service weapons. It was different. It was really wild and different, but she was so beautiful. She wore this gorgeous white gown and it was just nice to see, like, I I'm so happy for her, but it's also kind of awakening. Like in the Jewish religion, it's a mitzvah to get married. So even if you're in the middle of war, even if you're in whatever situation that's going on, it's very important to continue the faith and continued the marriage process. I'm happy for them, but I just wanted to like kind of share the state of like how it looked. Like literally you're being escorted by the military to make this mitzvah happen. Very interesting. Life has to continue essentially. And I'm, I'm glad that they were happy. That is so untraditional. And mm-hmm. I'm sure this was not what she imagined what her wedding was going to be like. Mm-hmm. But I like that she focused on what was the most important thing. And it was like the religious part and the unity part. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that she, like you said, no matter what's going on, like what is your real purpose? Because what was out of delay? Like two months? Yeah, almost like, yeah, a month and a half, two months. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously dangerous. Oh, I'd love to see pictures of her. And I'm glad I'm happy for her, you know. Paris Hilton is having her second baby. I know, so random. (laughs) I love it. But I actually found this other news article with what we were talking about on the cruising and stuff. And apparently a three-year cruise that was going to be happening. Yes. What? Can you imagine? Could you see yourself on, on a cruise for the next three years? No, I mean, I've seen the ones that like do the summer travels or like maybe even like most of the year, but three years, I know, no, no, right. (laughs) So apparently it got canceled. It was apparently going to be like a dream three-year cruise and the company like was excited, but I guess the company canceled it because actually there was no ship (laughs) and it was supposed to depart on November 1st from Turkey. And then it got postponed to November 11th, then again to the Netherlands. But apparently there was never any ship to begin with. And so, yeah, there was 111 cabins Mm -hmm. and passengers had already made their way to the dock. (gasps) Oh, no. Wait, so was the ship like built or just they never finished building it? So it says apparently... After weeks of silence, the company has acknowledged to passenger that it has no ship and it has canceled the departure. You know, they're going to apparently yeah. refund. But I guess people had spent tens of thousands of dollars. They were hoping to be like this lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, three years though. I don't know. I mean, it sounds exciting. I don't know exactly where their voyage was going to take them, but... I guess you would not have to worry for the next three years and be, mm-hmm. I don't know, concierge level, right? Maybe that's the only way I would survive. I don't know. <laughs> but that's a lot because like, I will tell you that, you know, we do a lot of weekend getaways Yeah, and we can come back and snap right into it. And, you know, we'll be a little bit tired on Monday, but we're good to go. With the cruise, it was over the weekend and we came back and I could not for the life of me get back on track. Like it took me an entire week to get back on track. So the sea legs thing is like real. And I don't know if it's because it was my first cruise. So I experienced that, but that was three days. This is three years. Like I have no idea. (laughs) I know, you know, I noticed with 
kids, I think a two to three, maybe four day getaway is just enough to then be mm-hmm. able to kind of come back. Anything longer than that, I don't know. The last time we took time off, it was like a vacation. It was a week's long. And I think it took me a month to get <laughs> back on track. Well, when I say back on track, I'm talking about like unpacking mm-hmm. the, you know, getting their clothes back ready. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. It does. And I have a short topic today because I think we're all either overstuffed, overdrunk, over napped, over, I mean, by the way, are you doing any Black Friday shopping? You know, I started looking, but I haven't really seen anything that I really like want to. I was actually, I was looking at your shop yesterday because I saw your story, but otherwise I'd like, I haven't really seen anything that I was intrigued by. Yeah. I feel the same. I don't really feel like there's nothing really that I'm interested. There was a few face creams that I wanted to Mm -hmm. get. And I think one of the boys needs a pair of shoes. So I'm going to probably look at their Nike shop. But other than that, I don't know. There's really nothing. Usually I'm always waiting for this time to come but yeah yeah I don't I can't think of anything I do need to get Cassius some pants one time Alrighty, so we're gonna do our topic for today's podcast and I think that's something that I've seen like a lot in like different blogs different posts and like even within my own private practice just this friendship part and I think it's like friendship as adults but I think you and I have also talked a lot about just the way friendships have started but like even our own friendship is like pretty interesting how it evolved I think Mm -hmm. like it started it evolved it kind of took a pause Mm -hmm. and it's just interesting the dynamics of different friendships so I guess we met at the club (laughs) for lack of a better (laughs) I love it we met at the club but I we spent a lot of our time in our 20s being single and things like that and I feel that one of the things that I feel about friendship is that proximity always plays a part the closer in proximity you are but I also feel like if the values align or you have the same understanding that kind of helps propel the friendship yeah I don't know what you think yeah no same thing I think exactly what you said in the sense that like At that time when we met, so I think we mentioned before that we went to the same elementary school, but we didn't know each other. And then we ended up having mutual friends and we all went to the club one day and we're like, oh, this is so fun. We're going to keep on doing this. And at that time, we lived close together. We always had very similar values. So when it came to our friendships, it was four of us that would always hang out. But then on the side, like Millie and I would do like more trips to Vegas <laughs> and, oh <God>. <laughs> <laughs> and just like other side trips or side conversations that were deeper than maybe the four of us that hung out had. And then obviously then it was like grad school kids and there was more distance. And so I think now what's gotten our friendship back together has been, again, our values and, you know, both having children and yeah, all of that. So I think definitely I would say proximity, both in distance and in values, right? Both in what you have going on in your lives. I would say the proximity can be a general term for a few things. I think it's like our, uh, what is it? Our life circumstances are very similar. Like when we met, we were both 
single trying to go to school. We were in college and then we had sucky relationships with sucky, awful people. So I think for whatever reason, our certain life circumstances aligned. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and again, we're back again into this pregnancy, then babies and toddlers and marriage. So I think we have very parallel lives. (laughs) Millie's timeline is a little bit ahead of mine. (laughs) So I'm following in her footsteps. I started earlier. I think that makes a difference. But one of the things that has been different is the pandemic and how that has shaped people's friendships. Yes. And so I don't know if you feel like that made things better. I've had different people tell me like some people just got left. Yeah. So for me, I feel like it's kind of been both of those things. So I think there's been some friendships that got a little bit stronger. So friendships where we didn't really talk to each other as much before. Now, Zoom and whatever else gave us, you know what, like, we need this people contact. So let's reconnect. So like one of my friend groups from junior high, we had a couple of Zoom calls. And like, I think that connection got a little bit deeper. And then I think there were some, I don't want to say like, for me, I didn't experience leaving anyone behind or being left behind, I don't think. But I think that people picked up new careers or new hobbies or picked up different things to where their priorities have shifted. And so it's been interesting to see some of that develop and then like where you as a professional and as a human as their friend take a place because I feel like the people closest to us don't see our magic like they don't see our shine they rather go to like others on Instagram or others in the news or whatever so I think I saw a lot of that during the pandemic with several people where it was like you know they got deeper into whatever they were doing and it was like whatever I find on the world wide web, do people even say that anymore? That I'm going to take as truth, even though you probably know more. (laughs) Well, you know, yeah. And it's just like, you know, I have close people and it's like, I tell them advice based on my professional career and training. And they're like, oh no. I'm like, okay. I just only spent like almost 20 years doing this. Okay. Go listen to a guru on Instagram. Good luck to you. (laughs) Right? Exactly. And the reason I say that I think that I've seen it more in the pandemic is because more people started working from home, more people started having a little bit more time on their hands because of the circumstances. Like we haven't been able to get out and see things, get out and see people. So now you're just like on your phone all the time. So I've seen that perpetuate more. How has it looked for you friendship wise? I think some people were left not left behind. I hate to say that. Or I feel when I was much younger, I was, I'm not as emotional attached to things. I'm just very like, what it, it is what it is. Right. But I feel that if we didn't really talk during the pandemic, which was such a difficult time. And for many people, right, even if you were quarantined with your family, and you had like a great situation going on, like safe, peaceful, And if I didn't feel like we didn't communicate during that time or check in or something like that, Mm -hmm. I personally feel like maybe we just don't need to continue like moving forward respectfully. And I think it's nothing about no love loss. I'm just big on 
some friendships don't continue the journey. They don't support you in the way that you need to be supported, valued, you know, and it's not about quantity. It's about quality, right? right? So as a person, I think we all evolve into different needs. And sometimes those friendships don't necessarily continue to align with our goals, our values, and what we're trying to accomplish in the next phase. So mm -hmm. that's just how I feel. And, and that's okay, you know, and I think people feel that, oh, but we, we've known each other for X amount of time, or we went to high school together. And that's great. But I'm a completely different person from who I was in high school. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I would be friends with some of the people that I was friends with in high school, because I'm not that person anymore. I'm a different person, right? So I've grown. And I think that I've learned as time goes on, I've learned the certain friendships have continued, like we've been friends for almost 20 years. How crazy, right? Mm -hmm, right. And, right. And other friendships have been like for season, like they've supported me at the time that I need it. And then as I grown along, different people have kind of stayed right. and people have kind of joined. And I think it's kind of like life is like a train. It's like people get on, people get off, people get off, people get off. But you as an adult or the individual, you're just like traveling along the path. I'm like, this is my goal. Like I'm very focused and either yeah. you get on the train and you stay with me or you get off and that's also okay. I've noticed that the ones that have gone off have made like the space for the ones that I really need at the moment. So like my current friendships, like I'm really happy and blessed. I have different girlfriends. They all meet like a different need. And I think that's yeah. what it's like a flower garden. Like every friend has different. There's a funny friend, the friend that's very by the book friend, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's just interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. I love that analogy. I love everything you said. And I agree. I think there's definitely different friends that play different roles in our lives and help us either like stay grounded or, you know, kick back and talk or help us answer questions or help check us, right? Like different things like that. So I love that. And I'm with you. I think, you know, I feel blessed with the friendships I have. I do have a couple of friends that are closer in proximity. Now I've built some newer relationships, but something that I had been looking for in the past, because we moved, you know, a couple of times between different cities. And that was, you know, friendships that I could be like, Hey, I want to grab lunch. Like, let's go. And they're like, yeah, let's go. Or, Hey, I want to take my kids to the park. Do you want to meet me at the park with your kid? I feel that's been a little bit harder for me to find, but I think it's coming together nowadays. But I think also like I, and I was telling this to my niece last night as she was doing my nails that I feel so young. And so like some of the moms that are my age that I've met, I'm like, do I have things in common with you? Because I'm 21 <laughs> plus 19, <laughs> but you're like an older, more mature woman in your 40s <laughs> I even feel 40 sometimes like my body does like yeah. I feel like my body tells me a home girl <laughs> who are you but my mind feels like 25 maybe like yeah. in the 30s and I don't know if it's because the kids keep us young mm -hmm. I mean sometimes I feel like my nine-year-old parents me because yeah we'll be out and about and he's like don't do that. You know oh, better. Oh. Or 
<laughs> I'm very aware of like what the kids are into, yeah. what they're listening to, the slang that they talk. Mm-hmm. You know, even my clients, I had one of my clients, we were saying, yeah, you know, like in our age, they were like, our age? You're like 30. I'm like, oh, oh thank, thank you. you. But no. I love that. But it goes to show, right? My niece is 15 and she was doing my nails yesterday and we were kikiing around. Yeah, this is cool. Like cool in the sense that I felt like, okay, we were not on the same level, but we were talking and I could like relate whether it was 15 year old me or 40 year old me or both, you know? Yes. Yes. Because I do therapy with different ages and I have a teen client. And they always have a lot to share, but it's interesting to me. I see myself going in and out of like putting myself in her age. I'm like, oh my God, no way. And then coming back, like, yeah, you're only as old as you feel, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So my next question for you, and then we'll move into some tips and tricks, but how do you hold boundaries with your friends or how do you either like have specific boundaries that everyone knows or if it comes time to like something happening and you have to put a boundary in place then and there how do you do that you know friendships are like dating I notice because you're kind of like getting to know the person I think as you go along you kind of set a boundary. One thing is also being conscious of people's social cues Mm -hmm. and letting people know, like, I hate talking on the phone (laughs) unless it's purposeful. Yeah. I talk for a living. I don't even know how I got to this place, but I talk for a living, but I hate talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. So unless it's like a reason or we're discussing something, but I have a few friends that I talk on the phone with every day multiple times a day but it's but it's interesting because maybe it's purposeful right like we're probably just something and it's in Mm -hmm. bits and pieces I'm gonna tell you the best friendships that I've had are those that send me voicemails every day day do voicemails I'm just honest I'm like hey Mm -hmm. I don't answer right away but I'll answer you but I don't feel like people have violated my boundaries to be honest in friendships Mm -hmm. as I gotten older when I was younger, yes. And I didn't know at the time how to communicate. Mm-hmm. So I was down or ignore them or not reply. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, I just feel like there's really nothing to lose. And mm-hmm. I think being open about your boundaries, what you're comfortable with, but also me as a person, like, are you comfortable with this? Can you do this? I think it's a back and forth communication that you establish. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think I haven't really had to set boundaries as I've gotten older. I think I've had to set more boundaries with family, (laughs) but with friends, I think that all of us, our generation is kind of on the same level. So I think we have an understanding of, okay, we're busy or this has come up. So I'm really sorry, but I can't make it anymore to whatever we're going to do. And nobody gets their feelings hurt. We just understand that it's life. But like you said, I think the number one thing is honesty. If you lead with honesty throughout the whole process, they already come to know like, oh, you know what? Anytime I've called Millie, she's told me that she's busy or she hasn't picked up. I'm reading that boundary for her. So I'm either going to send her a text or I'm going to send her a voice message and we'll move on for the day. So I think that I'm hoping that a lot of people are getting, you know, 
those boundaries, like they're picking them up themselves and we don't have to necessarily make it a hard boundary. But if we had to, we would, because it's part of that honesty and truth. Like we talk about on our I guess it's important to be honest, lead with honesty. It's important to clarify, right? So if there is a misunderstanding, I think clarify immediately because I think that's what happens, breakdowns of any relationship. Mm-hmm. Your perception of something is a different from my perception yeah. and that can ruin a friendship. And the last one I think is so important, which again, the people that I kind of allow, because again, you allow people in your space mm-hmm. and they allow you in their space as well is being flexible. Yeah being flexible and you know like I know you and I were supposed to have an outing this week and mm-hmm. other things came up to the traffic and stuff and it was like I wanted to go but I'm like but I don't want to get stuck on the freeway yeah. and it was like you know being clear direct and be like okay yeah that's fine we can definitely reschedule and just moving on and letting like life flow with mm-hmm. how it's supposed to flow Yeah. And I mean, I think it's important because I was looking at traffic the whole time and I was like, it's actually not looking bad going there, but I was concerned more about coming home. I was like, okay, we're just going to, you know, make this happen. But when you said it, I was kind of relieved to like, that traffic is going to be a mess, girl. Because I literally did not even think what day it was. Yeah. Until Reese was like, are you going out today? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He was like, do you know what day it is? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's the busiest travel day of the world. Yeah, he's like, this is the worst day for you guys to be on the road. Part of me was like, but I want to see my friend and the kids. Yeah. So that was like hard for me. The want part. Yeah. And I thought about it. And I was like, we both have kids mm-hmm. in the car, but not just even the kids in the car, the traffic, not even the traffic. Just like thinking about like the safety. Yeah, absolutely. There were so many accidents. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just <laughs> text Yeah, her. We just, we shouldn't go. Like both of us. And then I know you were hosting. So part mm-hmm. of me was like, I know she's relieved because she gets to do all the yeah. things that she needs to do. We're going to reschedule. We're going to meet up. It's going to be great. I don't even know if we were really thoroughly going to enjoy ourselves thinking yeah. of being back. Like the mm-hmm. last time we went out, it was calm. Like we kind of just went yeah. with the flow and just left. And I don't know if we really were going to enjoy ourselves having that traffic looming over us. Absolutely. You're right. So we're going to have a calm, fun zoo day at some point. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I wanted to move into the tips and tricks. I know you found an article, so I don't know if you want to share yours. I also found a New York Times article. It basically said what we said. So you can start and then I'll lean in with this article after. I think this article talks more about just the state of friendships in Mm -hmm. the U.S. And I do want to acknowledge that making friends could be challenging after the pandemic. If you were having a hard time before, and I also want to acknowledge that just going outside can cause anxiety. We were put away, I guess, for a while. Mm -hmm. But I think tips and tricks of making friendships is, I guess, being open to any friendship. Sometimes we stay into that box of, but they have to be like a mom and they have to have this or they have to have that. And you never know what you're missing out on or the quality of a friendship. Where do you find friendships? That's a hard one. Where do you find friendships? To me, it's basically where you are. 
school, mm-hmm. work, daycare, you, you know, your kids also do bring friendships, which that's another topic. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different topic as a parent. And I think like we talked about being open, being honest, being flexible. Mm-hmm. Well, I love everything you said. So this is a New York Times article. And so I'm going to go through, it's like a little tiny list. But the first thing is changing the scripts around friendship. And what they talk about is the fact that Sometimes we want friendships to happen organically and that's kind of like dating organically, right? You're sitting there twiddling your thumbs, waiting for someone to ask you out and they don't. So it's kind of saying like, Hey, you know, if you want to make a friend, either approach someone or, you know, they have like the meetups based on your interests and things like that, or join a running group or join a hiking group, put yourself out there essentially is what they're saying. The other one is... Again, not just putting yourself out there, but also making sure that you're the one that's like networking and talking to people. So you can go to one of these meetup things and not talk to anyone. (laughs) You're still not going to make any friends. So if you don't see anyone coming up to you, you know, like maybe give it a little bit of time, but then approach someone and like put yourself really out there and start talking to people. The article basically says, we know that it's nerve wracking, but at the same time, it's going to be that step that brings a new friend into your life. And then the last part that they say is that it's critical to be present with your friends. And so if there's someone in your life that you do consider a valuable person in your life to meet them where they are. So if you know that they like something, go out and do that or reach out to them or approach them in a way that they want to be approached. And then I think the last thing is, you know, what we've been talking about, and that's just like, be yourself, be truthful, be kind. The friends that you have or you've made will stick with you. Yeah, it's New York Times for you. We'll post all of these articles in the show notes. And thanks to my husband, we want to add a segment. We're still going to do takeaways and things like that, especially when we're talking to our guests. But for today, I wanted to introduce our new segment and the fact of life that you live by because we are the facts. And so Millie, what's a fact of life that you live by? Always be transparent. Mm -hmm. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, just be yourself, no matter what the situation is. And that's it. I love it. Beautiful, short and sweet. For me, a fact of life that I live by, I would just say be yourself and be true to yourself. And those who love you will be there for you and do the same for others, you know, similar to what the article said. So if you're showing me your true self, I'm gonna love it or I'm gonna leave it. So maybe we can have our listeners, if they would like to share the facts of life, like a fact that they live by and why, or maybe sometimes they're connected to their grandma, somebody that it's tied into like a family saying or, you yeah. know, the other day Aiden was walking around the house with this creepy sound being funny and laughing. He was like, what happens in the dark comes to life. <laughs> Like, who are you? The gr- Grim Reaper? Like, right. and I'm like, what, where did you hear that from? And he's like, I just heard it. I just wanted to say it. I'm like, oh. It's also true because what happens in the darkness of your life will come to light. So be truthful, be kind, you know, show people yes. who you are and see them for who they are. I yeah. 
love it thank you guys i hope you guys were able to spend time with whoever made you happy and whoever made you comfortable and taking naps and shopping and whatever it is that you did on your time off thank you everyone we love y'all we appreciate y'all and have a great whatever you're doing whatever this holiday season brings to you bye bye